There are more questions than answers. Like if you don't understand a Super Bowl commercial, it is probably selling perfume. Super Bowl this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everything to look forward to. Can't wait. No. Excellent. I'm so happy. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. finish that. Talking about perfume, cologne. Why don't they actually sell men's cologne in the sense the women actually want to smell? Where's the cologne that is bike oil and leather? I think we'd make a lot of money. Bacon. Bacon for men. <laughs> Bacon by Ralph Lauren. Yep. This is true. Lucky Nathan's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Cut grass and wood stain. Interesting combination. Mm. Do you remember creosote? Creosote and cut grass. These no. are the smells women want. While we're on the subject, why don't they actually make cat food in the flavours that cats want as well? They say there's beef flavoured cat when have you seen a cat bring down a cow when did that happen (laughs) you don't walk out of your door and look in the middle of the night the cat's dragged down a cow by its throat and left it on your doorstep i'm sitting here right now thinking cat food in the flavors that cats actually want sparrow and mouse nice good combination right goldfish and butterfly Mm. who's going to eat that to do the comparison what goldfish and butterfly yes do you not think when a cat jumps up into the air Grabs a butterfly, starts chewing on it. That's going to be a bit dry, isn't it? You're going to want a glass of water. That's going to be like eating a cracker. Do you not think? It's not much to it. There isn't. That's true enough, but it's powdery and dry, right? You'd want it. (laughs) It's like a cracker. You want cheese with that butterfly. Yes. I'm just saying cat food that cats actually want to eat. They're eating goldfish. They're eating sparrows. They're eating mice. Never seen one bring down a cow. Just saying. Just putting that out there. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Hi, America. Hello, world. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk, radio, entertainment, and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the Mysterious. Strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door (laughs) she listened to led zeppelin before she went to bed and now she's got a whole lot of loving so snuggle under your covers turn out your lights and hold on tight 
height. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate belt. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and eathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather changed the audio of her GPS to a man's voice this week. Now it just says, It's around here somewhere. Keep driving for a little while. That's true. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather Morris. <laughs> Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's neighbours listen to ACDC at six every morning, whether they like it or not. <laughs> right on. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Unfortunately, Nathan Bush isn't sitting in the corner today. No, Nathan. He's nope. feeling a little unwell, a little mm. under the weather, so we can talk about him. Yes. Yep. He slipped his chains and climbed out through the basement window. Yes. Again? I know. Nathan says if one door closes, another one opens. Well, we all agree with that, of course, because we've seen the car he drives. <laughs> <laughs> they're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is season three, episode two. On this very day, in 1653, New Amsterdam became a city and was later renamed New York, of course. So, for the first time... In the history of MQTA, everything you ever wanted to know about the strange laws of New York City. And don't forget, this season, we have the gong of infinite knowledge. (laughs) It's a beast. It's a fat baby filled with fascinating facts of milky goodness and teething on the bits of useless knowledge of the cerebral rattle of learning. Points straight away. Points to be won. It is illegal to throw what at someone's head just for fun in New York City. Mm, What do you think, Miss Morris? A paper airplane. You cannot throw a paper airplane at someone's head. Yeah. Just for the fun. Or a spitball. Oh, I see what you've done there. You've edged your bet. You're going with black and red on the roulette table. Yes. A spitball. Yep. I see. This sums up. You're learning at school, ultimately. This is you in school, isn't it? Yep. Paper planes and spitballs. That's Mm. what I do. When I was a teacher, I turned my back for mere seconds. A paper aeroplane went flying across the room. I turned around. All the kids were sat there looking innocent with their arms folded like little angels. I collected said paper plane, unwrapped it, took it apart. And, of course, at the beginning of the lesson, I asked all the children to write their names on the back of their piece of paper. And there it was. Nice. Dean Bradbury. Yeah, I'll never forget it. 
I said to him, you threw that paper plane. He said, no, I didn't. I said, well, your name's on the back of the paper and where's your paper? Banter writes. Michelle, what are you going with? You can't throw this at someone's head in New York just for the fun of it. Whiskey bottles. Whiskey bottles. And we're talking about your childhood now, aren't we? Yeah. It's a ball. You cannot throw a ball at someone's head just for fun. What kind of ball? doesn't specify, does it? Mm-mm. Given the choice, if you were having a ball thrown at your head, golf ball, baseball, or pool ball, what do you think? There's no points to be had. What, which one would I want to throw or have thrown at me? <laughs> <laughs> thrown at you. Thrown at me. Golf ball, baseball, pool ball. Mm, I think maybe a baseball. Why would you say that? You got Because a golf ball would go through. Go through what? My head. Go through your head. Someone's, got a, <laughs> someone's taken a three iron, have they? I was thinking the golf ball might be a little bit more painful because it's more of an acute pain, but then that would be less painful than maybe a pool ball being thrown at you. I don't I know. I chucked a pool ball at someone once. Really? Mm-hmm. Pub fight? Maybe. Maybe. She's not giving she anything away. She doesn't want away. to admit it. It's still under investigation. <laughs> yeah. Mustn't talk about that. Still in the court cases. <laughs> Can't give the points away tonight. You cannot walk around New York on a Sunday with this in your pocket. Really? Absolutely. You can't walk around with a salami sandwich. Oh. Uh, so that's very, can you be more specific? What, what type of bread is it? Mm. Sourdough, rye. What are we looking at? I think uh, flatbread. Flatbread. Oh. You cannot walk around New York on a Sunday with a salami flatbread sandwich. <laughs> In <Panini>. your pocket. <laughs> We're going to have some horseradish on that or au naturel? <laughs> Onion. Onion. Okay. That's a very specific answer, Miss Morris. I know. What do you think, Michelle Corrie? Oh. You can't have it in your pocket on a Sunday. If you walk around New York with this... A Bible. Protruding. That's a very good <laughs> answer in actuality. I may give Morris half a point. Yeah. It was an ice cream cone. Are you serious? You can't be displaying your peanut buster parfait on a Sunday in New York City. You will be arrested. Is that normal? You will do it, what, having ice cream in your pocket? Who Apparently. does that? I don't know. These are why they're strange and bizarre facts. Okay. You see where we're working here? I will give half a point away. My philanthropy knows no bounds, of course. You are not allowed to do this while swimming in the ocean, apparently. Poop. You're not- <laughs> You can see what Morris gets up to, can't you? There you are, surfing. You're paddling out to catch the biggest waves. Stuck in your throat. Not there. You're not allowed to defecate. Defecation, that's what you need. No little brown fish. No. Not allowed to do it. Whilst you're swimming in the ocean. No what if you're not logs. swimming? What if you're just standing there? You Is can't that, do that either. Can't do that either. No standing, mm-hmm. no swimming. No defecating in the ocean. Mm-mm. It's banned. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. You need the defecation police. Yes. Nice. DNA evidence. Perfect. Ew. They turn up in a brown car and wear a brown uniform. Yes. They, <laughs> look, there's a man holding a net. <laughs> no. He's got to get the evidence bagged up, right? Terrible. There you go. Michelle Corey, you're not allowed to do this in the ocean. In mm. New York. Many wondrous spit. things. You're not allowed to spit. I cannot give the points away. You're not allowed to eat. No eating in the ocean between the hours of midnight in a build-up area wearing a loud shirt. It's true. Oh, otherwise you can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> no Ick. swimming and eating. No. None of that. We'll have none of that business, madam. No, I've heard stories. Ick. 
You cannot do this with your soup. Not allowed to do it. You if can't you, slurp it. If you're giving your soup. No soup for you. Michelle. Mm. You're not allowed to do this with. You've got a nice big bowl of clam chowder. Eat it on the you street. Don't want the soup police to come after you. Miss Morris has one nice. more wondrous point. You are not allowed to slurp your soup in New York. There is a Yay. law. Thank God. This I is know. Our, Somebody's got to do yeah, it. Yeah, there's many a marriage, I think, gone down Whoa. the drain on the back of slurpy soup incidents. This is where we are. On this day in 1709, British sailor Alexander Selkirk was rescued after being marooned on a desert island for five years and inspired the story Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe. See, today was a very good day for him. Yes. He'd be celebrating. First thing he'd do is have a sandwich while swimming to the boat and he'd be arrested, of course. So for the first time on MQTA, the all you've ever wanted to know fascinating and bizarre facts about coconuts. (laughs) Milky Joe. My name is Milky Joe. Coconut milk has been used in medicine as what? And it's been used very successfully, I've been led to believe. In medicine as a um, antiseptic. Antiseptic. Oh, dear. I'm on the beach. I've trod on a seashell. A little bit of an abrasion. A bit of a contusion. Let's squeeze the coconut. Oh, I got a better answer now. Oh. How many goes do you want, Morris? <laughs> to help the stingies. Oh. The jellyfish you, stings. Stung by a jellyfish. Milk me a coconut. Don't yep. pee on it. Yep, no peeing. I understand birds like coconuts. Oh, I thought you meant birds like peeing. <laughs> <laughs> Tits like coconuts, apparently. Mm. <laughs> Miss Corey. Oh, my God. Um, an anti-inflammatory. It has been used, would you believe, as a short-term substitute for human plasma as an intravenous fluid. What? There have been people that have been given intravenously coconut water, coconut milk, as a short-term fix for things like dehydration. And it's been used as plasma. If they use it like that, they go nuts. Oh, man. (laughs) Can you imagine waking up the next day and you find out you're coconut man? You start growing hairs all over your body, and if you shake your head, it starts to sound milky. Hey, you got to sleep sometime. What skills would Coconut Man have? <laughs> where are you going? He would run to the incident, sounding like horses galloping, wouldn't he? Yeah. This is where we are. I don't know where your mind is. No, we're your bounty worry, aren't you? See what I did there? Bounty bar. Nice. I can't bear coconut. It is the devil's work. Mm-hmm. I will eat anything. I've eaten all manner of disgusting things in my life. I've been to North Africa. I've been to India. I've eaten what Indiana Jones got given on, a monkey his, head? on his lunch table. I could. I, I was feeling unwell, so I barely touched the third monkey head. <laughs> but I've had manner of all disgusting things in my life. I've eaten all kinds of interesting things. I cannot do a coconut. I'm sorry. It just makes me wretch. The smell of it, the flavour. If someone's got coconut shampoo, coconut oil, I, I'm reaching. I sat on a transatlantic flight from Heathrow to Minneapolis, nine hours. Obviously, I'm travelling on my own. I had a strange woman next to me. The moment we took off is lathering herself up with coconut oil. I thought I was going to die. It's the worst nine hours of my life. But you can use it intravenously, apparently. How many different types of coconut are there? And the answer is going to be 
similar to apples. You know, you get different types of apples. Apparently, who knew? And you leave this show with more than you arrived with. You can get different types of coconut, apparently. <laughs> so all I need you to do 75. is to tell me how many different types of coconut there are. And Morris is going with 75. So I guess your job, Michelle, is either to go higher or lower. And there's points begging. 150. There are. Embrace yourself. Take a seat. There are over 1,300 different types of coconut. There we are. You can be a coconutologist. You can count them all. Just to break it down into two Mm. subgroups, you can get Pacific coconuts and Indian coconuts. So Mm. there's your starting point to then branch off and find 1,300 other different types of coconuts. So, Michelle, you are winning the points. I shall give you a nice, healthy and respectable two coconuts there on the shy of infinite knowledge. How many people die each year? From coconuts falling on their head. <laughs> Closest one wins. Yeah, laugh it up. It's not 32. funny when it happens to you, is it? <laughs> that will 32 people died last year through coconut-related deaths. Yes. Okay. And this isn't coconut trees and palms falling on people. Yes. This isn't having an allergic reaction. This is proper coconut falls from tree, hits you on the melon, game over, off to the pearly gates and seeing St. Peter. Yep. You're going 32. Yep. If you choose to accept the challenge, Michelle Corey, you're going higher or lower than 32. Six. You should have gone higher. <gasps> a hefty 150 people died what? last year through coconut death. You would sit under a coconut in, in India. You'd sit under the palm tree. Oh, yeah. Getting in the shade, wouldn't you? It There's comes a lot down, of Indians. It does. And coconuts are heavy and they come from a very big height. You wouldn't wake up from coconut-related death more people die from coconut deaths than shark attacks every year 15 times more people die from coconuts than shark attacks wow there we go the gong of infinite coconut knowledge good times but that was then and this is now we get to the (laughs) favorite part of our show it's the mailbag Good times indeed. We love reading out your messages of support. We love your letters. I've had to narrow this down. Normally I'd read out four or five. We had so many messages Mm. of support after our episode one of season three last week that I'm just going to take excerpts. I'm going to run through these quickly. Thank as many people as possible. This is the mailbag. Jerry posted, I love the chemistry between all of you on the show. It's an escape for an hour to have a laugh and forget everything else in life. Thank you, Jerry. That's very kind of you. Rick said the show is an antidote for listening to the real news. So thank you for that, Rick. Thank you, Rick. (laughs) Mary has written, MQTA means family to me. It brings myself... And my father together. They listen together to the show, but in different parts of the world. The show makes me feel like part of one big family. Yay. Yes. A family that doesn't Mm -hmm. like one another, doesn't talk to one another, and doesn't invite each other over for Christmas dinner. PJ posted, the humor in MQTA allows listeners to connect with all of you and keeps me interested from start to finish. Thanks, PJ. Yeah, thanks, Aaron PJ. has written, I can think of nothing else that makes me laugh out loud consistently <laughs> and does so every episode. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, thanks, Aaron. John has written, it's the show I wait for all week. Funny, Aww. witty, 
and hilariously inappropriate. <laughs> a uh, show on the internet. Never inappropriate. <gasps> Sherry no, has written no. simply an entertaining duel. Oh, Aww. thank you. Robin thank you. has posted the chemistry between all three of you is magical. We are magic. Robin, thank you. Yeah, the chemistry between us is a fairy tale. <laughs> Grim. Oh. Larry has written, I love this show. I need a break from most types of shows, but never this one. Oh, thank you, Larry. If you love our show, if you like listening to our show, if you support us, if you've been with us for the last five years, this show is free. It will always be free. We love doing this show. We love organising the show, having fun every Friday night. But if you're willing to donate a single dollar to the show for the use of the studio, for the computers, for the equipment, for all of our expenditure, for paying. We have to pay, of course, to be on all of our platforms so you can listen to us for free. If you wish to donate, we would be very grateful. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, there's lots of wondrous things that you will get for your dollar, including listening to the episodes almost directly after they've been aired. So you're welcome to do that. I'm and gonna we're read caught out. up. Yay! Yay! There's everything <laughs> on there for you. It doesn't take much to make Heather Morris happy. <laughs> I'm just going to read out very quickly some of the Patreons that actually donate to the show each and every week. And we thank oh, you for your thank support. Thank you so much. so much. It allows us to keep running without having to charge people to listen to the show. So thank you to Martin in New York, of course. Martin! Oh, Martin. We love you. To Jeff, Sharon, Kim, Adam, Kevin, Alice, Jody, Kathy, Jesse, Walter, Robbie, Rick, Joseph, Margot, Robin, David, Leslie, Stephanie, Frank, and Kim. So thank oh, you thank to you all of those so individuals. Much. Thank and if you. you wish to donate, single dollar, patreon.com, MQ, TA Radio. I said this show was free. I said it would always be free. If you wish to listen to the last four to five years of archives, all of our shows are on SoundCloud. Back to back, you can listen to the whole works. There's like 170, 180 shows Something on there. Something like that, yeah. Getting up there for that. So if you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. If you're walking the dog, if you're in the treadmill, in the gym, if you're on a long car journey, traveling across this big, wide country that is the united states of america if you're doing the housework if you're in the garage building a time machine from some leftover wood and some nails you're more than welcome to listen to our show on soundcloud remember we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour when we go off air we stay in the studio we do a round called not for your mother it's the stories from around the world this week that we cannot read out for fear of getting a hefty fine or removed, but we can read them out and have that extra 20 to 25 minutes on SoundCloud. So if you go into SoundCloud, be sure to press the little orange love heart to show us how much you appreciate what we do, but you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of absolute filth and rudeness. Yes. Not messing around there, am no, I? No, it's dirty. It's not for your mother. You can join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account. All of tonight's stories, all of the banter, the jokes, the cartoons, the messages, the interactions are on there. If you wish to write to me, I will read out your comments. If you go to Facebook, it's more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have over 6,000 followers on there at the moment. You can join us on Twitter at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips we have 97,000 followers on twitter if you wish to catch up with us first we are available 
at 8pm Central Time, first on a Friday evening on the Dark Matter DigitalNetwork.com. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries, and that's where you can catch the show first. And if you like the show and you love the show, why not send Dark Matter a message and saying how much you support us and love what we do? You never know. They may have us on there more than just once a week. I have a book out at the moment called How to Be a Christian Psychic. What the Bible says about healers, mediums and paranormal investigators. That's available on Amazon and in all good bookshops. If you wish to listen to three chapters, absolutely free of charge. We're giving so much away, aren't we? Yes. If you give freely, you receive freely, right? It's great. But if you go onto YouTube and search for How to Be a Christian Psychic by Adrian Lee, there are three chapters on there I read completely free, just to give you a flavour of the book on crystals, healing and meditation. Last week was the first episode of season three. I thought it'd be fun to read out the top 10 countries that listened to our show last week. Yes. At number one, as always, of course, the biggest nation, the United States of America. And we're recording from there, of course. And we have many friends Mm -hmm. in the United States that follow us. This is a surprise. At number two, Nudging the United Kingdom into third place. Last week, we're big in Japan, apparently. Yay! Thanks, Japan. Thank you to all of our Japanese. Domo arigato. Listen, oh, there you go. Yes. Domo. Oh, here we go. We've just arigato. lost them all. It was going so well, and then Morris oh. had to go racist on us. Oh, Mr. Rabato. Yes, we get the idea. There we go. Someone's understanding your accents. I know. They love it. It's probably the only podcast they can listen to where they understand what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. In fourth place is Canada. Yay, Canada. Spain, number mm, six. España. Crazy. I just love Spain. That's a great place to be. South Korea. Oh, they oh. also understand <laughs> accent. Yes, because the Japanese and South Korean are so similar, aren't they? Wow. <laughs> I guarantee they won't be in the top 10 next week. <laughs> At number eight, Michelle Curry will be pleased to know is the Netherlands. Yeah, thank you, Bill. At number nine is Australia. Hi, Danya. Because oh, we come from a lounge, don't Shrimp and Bobby. Mm. Oh, here we go. No stereotypes here. Go on then. Number 10, Paraguay. No, <laughs> nothing. Burrito? Burrito? <laughs> Llama. Llamas and burritos, are we? That's what we're going with for Llama parent. burritos. I'll take one of those llama burritos, mm. madam. Very tough, isn't it? It's good. It's very, very resistant. <laughs> Unbelievable. But there we are. Thank you to all of those nations. 190 countries listened to us last week, and those are the top 10. Thank you so much. Believe. I'm going to have to talk very briefly. I did that Ancestry <gasps> DNA. Oh! I spat into a vial, sent it off. Ew. I know. It's disgusting, but this is what you do for DNA. Could be other things. Yes, so we're not going to go down. Oh. Yes, we're not going to go down Bill Clinton's path again. That's for sure. I'm sure they don't want that in a tube. No. No. So, my results came back. Now, I'm a historian. I have researched my family tree. I'm good at research. That's what historians do, right? Right. My family was still living in London in 1580. <gasps> And they've not wow. been anywhere else. Although I did have a great-great-granddad who was Irish and came from County Kerry. So this is what I'm dealing with. I've done my family tree. 
500 years, still living in London. So here's my results. I can't wait. 46% French. What? This is like your worst nightmare, isn't it? Isn't that what you've made fun of for the past five years? No, I don't recall. No, it's a very cultured nation. Yeah, we went into the whole French fries, French toast, French kiss. I do Belgium kissing now. It's like French kissing, but there's more phlegm involved. Oh, Oh. gross. I've stopped washing on the back of this. I just thought I'd mention that to you. I thought there was something different about you. What is it about a French monkey, isn't it? A French monkey? Oh, in Hartlepool. There was a shipwreck back in the Napoleonic era, and the only thing to survive that was washed up on the beach of the north coast of England was a monkey clinging onto a piece of wood. Well, the local population thought it was a French spy, and they hung it. French are very hairy nation. <laughs> it's true. They're called the monkey hangers. Look up Hartlepool and the monkey hangers. I'm not making this up. This is the gospel truth. But you've got to remember, Britain was invaded by the Normans uh-huh. in 1066. So if one of those Norman soldiers came over from Normandy, took a liking to a fair Saxon maiden, I can see where that might be going down that road. You're half French. 46%. Bearing in mind, I've done my family tree in 500 years. This is from the moment we climbed out of the trees and thought that was a good idea, right? Yeah. So this is going back millennia. You're a pretty tall Frenchman. uh, I don't know how to address that. I don't know. But you're as hairy as one. What is this? Let's have a go at age. I can take your points (laughs) away. I'll put my shirt back on in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) 32% Southern England. That's where I thought we were going to be. Southern England. They're that specific. That's specific. London, Southern regions. The other one I want to bring up, 14% Scandinavian. (gasps) With my black eyes, black beard, black hair, black hairy chest. You get lots of Scandinavians with black eyes, don't you? Again, I'm thinking the Vikings came over in the 5th century... That poor woman's still there and she's having, you know, some issues with invading marauders. But 14% Scandinavian. I don't know what any of this means. It's irrelevant. These statistics are irrelevant. They don't mean anything, do they? I mean, what does that mean? When I've got 500 years of my family tree mapped out and they're all in London, I then get a stat that says I'm 46% French. What does that even mean? It means you have to go back farther. It means I have to eat snails and yeah. frogs. Oh. And if someone asks me for directions, I just... Shrug my shoulders oh, and go. Smoking a cigarette. Jetons. Uh, yes. Oui, oui. Nice. <laughs> now, I thought we'd have a quick fire quiz. No more than a minute. And then we'll get on to the hauntings. <sighs> now, this is season three, episode two. And we have a lot of new listeners. So I thought very quickly, very quick, snappy answers. How well do you know the MQTA team quiz? There we go. What animal were you most afraid of, Miss Morris? Pick an animal. What animal causes you the most fear? An animal? Michelle, what animal causes you the most fear? (laughs) Snakes. Snakes. I don't like spiders. What could you eat a lot of, Miss Morris? Mm, Cookies. You could eat a lot of cookies, Michelle. Ice cream. Yeah, I like ice cream too, actually. I like grapes and nuts as well. We're on the subject. Where would you travel to study abroad? England. France. France. I'd like the idea of going to Cuba. Hmm. Cuba, Panama. I like the idea of that. I actually studied in Italy and various other countries, so I may have done those but italy would be a good place yes. to be biggest pet peeve mm, quizzes <laughs> wow see what i've got to put up with miss Corrie. 
Mm. Biggest pet peeve. Rude people. Do you know, we're on the same page, me and you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Rude people and lack of manners. Yes. It really frustrates me mm-hmm. when you're in a restaurant and they take your order first before the woman's. And then your food comes out before the woman's and stuff like that. Things you'd never get away with in Britain. Last one, instrument you wish you'd learned to play when you were young. Uh, drums. You want to play the drums, do you? Your animal from the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> see that? Oboe. Oh, oboe? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd like to have played the piano, I think. I thought you liked the cello. I like I that did. too. I love it. I don't want to play it. Have I would you, rather play the drums. Have you thought of an animal you're afraid of? Uh, no. no. Okay. <laughs> she loves all creatures, great and small. We move into the first round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. It's the stories from around the world this week that involve hauntings, spirits, ghosts and goodies. And remember, we do not do orbs. Celebrity Marnie Simpson asked who Margaret Thatcher was as she took part in a celebrity ghost hunt. No. The Geordie Shaw star joined Towie's Bobby Norris and Love Island's Michelle Somerville for a spot of ghost hunting in a decommissioned secret nuclear bunker when they came across a model of the former Prime Minister. With its history classified under the Official Secrets Act, what really happened in the bunker is unknown. But there's been many reports of ghostly sightings and strange occurrences. Shocked to see her in the dark, Bobby exclaimed, Shut up, it's Maggie, it's Margaret Thatcher. Looking both confused and terrified, Marnie asked, Who's Margaret Thatcher? Bobby, who was also apparently confused about who she was, tried to explain, saying, Prime Minister, the old one, she died, she was our Prime Minister, she was the first ever one. Amused by the exchange, Marcel laughed. The first ever one? Ignoring him, Bobby started to try and communicate with her spirit, saying, If there is a spirit here, especially you, Margaret, please give us a sign. Probably then all his money disappeared and he lost his job. Mm -hmm. A bit disinterested by now, Marnie said, I think she's got better things to do. I don't think she's interested. Margaret Thatcher was the first female Prime Minister who ran from 1979 to 1999. Celebrity Ghost Hunt is hosted by Big Brother star Ryland Clark Neal and sees a group of celebrities conduct paranormal investigations in supposedly haunted locations. Across the UK, the series is set to feature Love Island's Chris Hughes and former couple Charlotte Crosby and Stephen Bear. Obviously a new meaning for the word celebrity I hadn't previously been aware of. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? I've actually investigated this nuclear bunker. We've discussed this on previous shows. This Mm -hmm. is a nuclear bunker that got decommissioned because it was too expensive to keep open. cost a couple of million pounds a year just to keep it running in case it was needed. And it's in Essex, quite close to where my parents live near Brentwood. Hmm. It's very true. And I have seen that statue, that mannequin of Margaret Thatcher. So it's very interesting. The last couple of stories we've read out over the last few weeks have actually been places I've investigated and they're starting to catch up with them on TV shows. But this was 10, 15 years ago I did this. Hmm. I did an interview for Best Magazine over the phone in Britain this week because they wanted to talk to me about the story we did last week of Dancing on Ice and the show being haunted at Bovingdon Airfield, and we chatted about that last week. Yes. So it's very interesting. I had to remind the woman who was interviewing me 
that I did that investigation 11 years ago and I wasn't quite remembering what was taking place and I had to go back and get my notes. I think wow. they thought I investigated there last week. Very strange. Why would Margaret Thatcher hang out at a nuclear bunker? She never visited it because we didn't have a nuclear war. She never lived there. She never went there. She never visited it in her lifetime, to the best of my knowledge. Why would you even hang out there? Because she's no fun. It is a grim place, by the way. <laughs> it looks like a little cottage in the middle of Essex, and you go down a little country path, and you open up the cottage door, and there's this big tunnel that leads all the way down into an armory with machine guns and weapons, and you're thinking, yeah, that was put there to stop the general population from trying to get in when the bombs are going off, ultimately. That would have been used against me, right? Sure. And then you've got four stories below the ground that no one in the local village even knew about. There's a desalinization plant. They've got fresh water. They've got workshops to build tools and to mend things. They've got 400 dormitories there. They've got a TV studio, a radio studio. It's a bit creepy, actually, thinking if there was a nuclear war, the government and anyone who's important would have gone down there. They'd have locked the doors and me and you would have been vaporized. Yeah, no one would care about us. I like the way you still insist on doing acting on the radio. It's very impressive, Michelle. Thank you. Very (laughs) impressive. Nuclear bunker or just nuclear bunk? (laughs) Hurrah! Yes. You decide for yourself. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Where that story is there for you in glorious Technicolor, I shall give myself three points. Because I'm feeling very generous. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings and We Don't Do Orbs? The police have arrested four persons, including a police driver from Burdwan, for attempting to sell a genie in a bottle. Oh, isn't that a song? Yes, I'm a and I'm in a no, bottle. no, we you don't gotta do rub that. Me the right way. No, I don't promote <laughs> any of her work. Okay, I often wonder. I take out the trash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Morris, Refuse Collection for the Stars. That's right. I also thought that was a little strange, that you would buff and rub your magic lantern and then your genie would fly out and, you know, Mm. I do think that was a little odd. Do you see what I'm saying? A little bit... Yes, yes, and you don't have to go any further. the genie's out of the bottle, you can't get it back in again. Yes, don't go any further. No. No, I'll give you three wishes. To a resident... (laughs) uh, They were attempting to sell a genie in a bottle to a resident of... Bagaiti near Calcutta. Oh, oh, here we go. You know what's coming now, don't you? Yep. The resident Topas Roy Chudhury. Okay, Chudhury received a call from a friend informing him that a ghost, which would do anything for him and turn his wishes into reality, was available for sale. Police said on Saturday. I've just remembered what I could eat a large amount of curry. So I'd share mm. that. I oh, gave the wrong now answer. You, oh. I want to swap ice cream for curry, if I I'm allowed. Sw- I'm How about curry-flavored ice cream? Flavored ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere in the world. I'm sure it does. After an appointment was fixed with a seller, a curious Roy Chudhury came to Burdwan town with a friend. Four persons escorted them to a hotel in a vehicle bearing a police sticker. The four showed them a small soft drink bottle with a... A soft drink bottle. Right, with one rupee coin. One rupee coin. (laughs) (laughs) Give me one of them there. Rupee coins. I want to play the slots. Look, I've got four Persanders. I'm winning. Give me one of them rupee coins. And a small bottle. And a small bottle. 
What could possibly go wrong? Said the ghost was inside the The bottle. bottle. Yeah, don't shake it. They also demanded the price for the ghost, which was now ten rupees or L A K N Lakan. Okay, Lakan. You were making your own words. I don't know. It made me phlegm. Don't say it again. Which Roy Chudhury told them that he had no money. I got no money. I have not got eleven. Oh, rupees. I has no money. You want The four forcibly took six hundred rupees. Okay. All the cash Chudhury and his friend had at the time, and locked them up in a hotel room. <laughs> Police said Chudhury somehow managed to contact a friend who informed the Birdwan place that the four. who they were and that they would be arrested. One of the four is actually a police driver. Perfect. So they've conned someone out of a large amount of rupees. One rupee. By insisting there was a ghostly gin. Yes. A genie in a bottle. Genie in a soda bottle. With a rupee coin. With one rupee. With a roofie. Yes. (laughs) Are we done? Is that it? That's it. There That's was it. no okay, ge- there should... was no genie though. There was no genie. Oh. It's worth a shot. Life's full of disappointments. No genie in the bottle. Mm. You make your own wishes come true on this show. Mm, Just saying, yeah. and I'll give you three points. Everybody's wish is this show. This is true. We've already read that out. I know. You can be buffing your lamp as we speak. Oh we God! Go. Please oh, don't stop. do that. I'll give you points. You're on five and a half. I'm not rubbing nothing. No. Nope. Well, the night is no serious. more. <laughs> what if I gave you a wish? <sighs> okay, I'll move on. <laughs> Glamour model Katie Price has called in a top Ghostbuster after spending years being played by spooks at her Sussex mansion. What her conscience? The former <laughs> Glamour model has long complained about hauntings at her home. And she has now brought in a professional to help her track down the spirits. Katie invited Lee Roberts, one of the UK's leading paranormal investigators, to her house to show how ghost hunting works. Invite me into your house. I'll show you how it works. Turn the light off. I'll get oh, me Katie. Oh, gosh. Lee has told the Sun Online that he showed Katie how to use specialist equipment which tracks spooks. That'll be the ghost radar app then at a dollar fifty. Oh god. And he's planning to take her out on more ghost hunts. I'm sure. He told us Katie is very much into ghost hunting and the paranormal. And we have been messaging for a couple of months on Twitter, so we just wanted to explore it a little more. How many people have messaged on Twitter and then wanted to explore it a little bit more? Too many. Yeah. I've just been showing her the ropes. Oh, really? My dad said if I had nothing nice to say. Don't do it. It was not so much an investigation at our house. It was a look at the experiments we could conduct and what equipment we could use. That sounds She had in the past things that were moving. The family has seen shadows. I was showing her how to use the equipment. Katie Price tells fans that she can connect with spirits in a bizarre seance. Well, that's where the spirits came from then, isn't it? She's been holding seances in her house. That's good. He went on to reveal he is planning more ghost hunts for Katie at locations in his native Nottingham and closer to home. He added that they are not filming a TV show, but would not rule out accepting an offer if producers like the idea. Mm-hmm. Lee said, not at the minute. We will be filming for social media so everyone can see what we're doing. If anything is offered by TV bosses, I'm sure 
will do it. Sounds like he's fishing. Go on. Katie has long been open about her problem with spooks and has previously called in mediums to help her with the ghosts in her home. During an appearance on Loose Women last year, she revealed a psychic told her that ghouls are attracted to her aura. And she has suffered from ghostly infestations for 20 years. I wonder why. Bunk, oh, it's all bunk, it's bunk. Katie, who has even held seances at her house, said, most of my houses are haunted. Well, you're inviting most them in, Most of aren't my you? houses? When I have had mediums round, they say, it's me, I have an aura around me. Look at me, I'm special. <laughs> she had her house cleared, but the hauntings have persisted and have left her kids terrified. <gasps> A paranormal no-go or let's pitch a TV show. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, newsflash. Whoop, whoop. Royal wedding haunted. Wow. Prince Royal Harry. wedding, mm-hmm. huh? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Venue Windsor Castle contains ghosts. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it always been said to have... Windsor Castle has been around since the Norman times, from like 1080 or something. Yeah, so that's not really a... Haunted buildings. I may even go as far as to say there may have been some executions there at some point. You are correct, sir. I would need to look that up. Windsor Castle is scheduled to host a royal wedding extravaganza on May 19th. Royalists have been speculating who will make the illustrious guest list. But the royal lovebirds may have had a different guest list of a supernatural kind. Around 25 different ghostly figures are reported to roam the halls of Windsor Castle, first built by William the Conqueror. Visitors have reported seeing Henry VIII, the tubby ruler, wandering the hallways as an angry, shouting man. Nice. One of Henry's wives, Anne Boleyn, who was beheaded on the orders of the king, is also said to appear at the castle. Sightings of Anne have been seen in the Dean's Cloister, looking sad and occasionally weeping. With her head under her arm. <laughs> That's what I was she thinking. She can just wipe the tears away by just <laughs> rubbing them on her head. Yeah. Despite the claims of ghostly sightings, Windsor Castle has seen a spike in visitors since the wedding announcement. Wow. Really? Good for tourism, right? Definitely. They won't eat much. No. No. Don't take up much room. Mm-mm. Just put Mm-mm. your head down there. You'll be fine. Right. I'm going to put my head down for an hour. <laughs> So it works. I think it should be on the platter. Nice. The what are feast. you suggesting? Decapitation. Yeah. What would you yeah. start on my ear? What would you? What are you looking at there? What are you eyeing up? Mm, just throw an apple in your mouth. Nice. Wow. One of I the hundred and thirty-two <laughs> thousand. There was thirteen hundred coconuts. If that's where you're going. Yeah, that. You're not retaining any information, are you? What? I'm going to ask you questions from last week's show next week and see how you get on. <laughs> you won't remember either. I just got some news in. Literally, just off the press. I'm just going to read this out. Ghosts and hauntings, okay? Katie Price is the first star to sign up to a celebrity haunting mansion live TV show, apparently. Just saying it didn't take long, did it? The mother of five, 36, <laughs> will be part of a group of famous faces braving it out in a creepy house in Gloucestershire, the Daily Star reports. Christine Lampard and Virgin Radio host Matt Richardson will present the Spook Fest, which will air next month on the W Channel. Last week, it was revealed Katie called in a top Ghostbuster after spending years being played by spooks at her Sussex mansion. Oh, good for her. Good intentions, right? But they weren't going to have a TV show. Do you remember? It wasn't going to be for a TV show. No. No. Gag me. (laughs) With a spoon. Oh. Somebody fetch me a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> a large spoon. I'm going to jump straight in to the strange and the bizarre. You probably Ooh. should. Yeah. These are the stories from around the world that are too strange, too bizarre, too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Ooh, Capcom is actually offering $70,000 for proof of monsters. <gasps> oh, I love those. Proof oh, yeah. of monsters. Yeah, you just have to prove a monster. So we need to go squatching again. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yes, let's. See him squatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that we could organize a more questions and answers Sasquatch exploration. Yes, please. We'll tell everyone we'll gather in the woods, somewhere in Montana perhaps. We'll mm-hmm. get a clearing. Anyone who wants to turn up, come along, bring a tent, bring some sausages, all good to go. That would be Awesome. I would love that so much. We'll dress Nathan up in a Sasquatch suit and he can go Hunt running him. around the woods. Somebody would hit him with a tranquilizer dart. That's what I'm thinking. That was one of my favorite stories <laughs> from about three or four years ago. There was a zoo and a guy was asked to dress up as a gorilla and run around and they were going to pretend that this was an emergency. What do you do if the gorilla escapes? There was a guy that started, it was his first day at work at the zoo in Norway mm-hmm. and he, no one had told him it was an actor and he shot the guy with a dart it was oh, at hilarious. least it was a dart i know but to take down a huge alpha male lowland gorilla the guy was out for three days wake up. <laughs> hilarious i like the idea nathan's dressed up as a sasquatch yeah and then a rather amorous sasquatch comes along and uh oh let it finish bounce. just what i'm saying uh, nathan would love it let it finish well he Nathan's would love not it here, so we can oh, talk about him we'd never see him again never no, see him again he'd get married he'd go full-on yes. squatch yeah Never seen billowing go, squatch hair. He'd go mm. feral. <laughs> Nathan's gone rogue. Quick. <laughs> we have to tempt him back with a nice juicy bacon sandwich on a stick and a banana in a man trap. Perfect oh, man trap. The video game developer and publisher is looking for evidence that monsters exist in the real world. As part of its promotional campaign for the release of new game Monster Hunter World, Capcom has teamed up with the cryptozoologist John Downs to come up with a list of real-life monster legends. A prize of $70,000 is on offer to anyone who can prove that any one of these actually are real. I like that you come back with a mermaid in a bucket. It would be hilarious. I've got a list of what they're expecting. Yeti, Abominable Snowman, Loch Ness Monster. Oh, you've been working on that. Good job. Speaking to the world's leading real-life monster hunter, John Downs, we were inspired to reopen investigations into a select list of the top 10 beasts, setting a huge bounty to really encourage people to get back out there hunting for evidence. Yes, let's go and shoot one of the most rarest animals you can find and drag it back for seventy. Yeah, it's like Pokemon Go. Yes, it doesn't seem like a lot to me. Well, you'd make more money just by doing what they did with King Kong and taking it on a tour, right? Right on. Yeah. Actually, isn't the Sasquatch, is that 500000 or a million? I can't remember. I'm guessing a million. Yeah, so seventy thousand. He's elusive. Yeah, I yes. thought you were just going to say he's loose. <laughs> For Nathan's sake, mm. let's hope so. Mm. And that's Michelle saying that. Remember yeah. <laughs> the list of eligible creatures. In case you have one floating around your backyard, includes Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, the Mongolian death worm, 
Hang on, hold still, I'll give you the Mongolian death worm. <laughs> the chupacabra. Yeah. That's or a the, cup of tea, cup the of chip coffee. coffee. The chip of coffee. The chip of coffee. <laughs> the flying snake of Namibia. Hell hang no. On, hang on. <laughs> the fly, let me write this down. Flying snake nope. of Namibia. <laughs> That's a wrestling move. Look at that. He went from a half Nelson. To a flying snake oh, in Namibia. Gross. That's an ice cream you can get. The Jedi. Yes. Return of the Jedi. The Yowie. Yowie. What's a Yowie? And. Oh, <laughs> Yowie! And the Cornish Almond. Oh, I know that thing. Really? The Cornish Hen. The Cornish. You're being haunted <laughs> by a vampire chicken. <laughs> Much like in the new Monster Hunter World game, we thought it was only right. That the scale of the reward fit the task at hand, but it's only 70,000. The yeah. flying Namibian snake. Uh-uh. We need I've to... been doing these shows for 15, 20 years, and I've never heard. We're going to have to look it up now. Of the flying Namibian snake. Awesome. I should get some points. Yes, I shall give you <laughs> two. You're oh, seven oh. and a half. Boo. Boo. Taxi driver 58 offers passenger a free spooky extra in the form of a psychic reading. Cabbie Tony Cole offers a spooky free extra, telling people's fortunes. He's 58 and he says he's realised he was a psychic on his 40th birthday. Men are always late developers, aren't they? Mm -hmm. When he saw his dead father standing next to him. What's the correlation between seeing your dead father and then, oh dear, I'm a psychic. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know. That's like saying, oh, I've seen some NASCAR, now I can fix cars, and I'm a racing driver. (laughs) His GP wanted Tony, who was hearing voices, to see a shrink, but he instead visited a medium who confirmed his gift. The married dad of six then learned to control it as a spiritualist church, and he said, I don't do readings for everyone who gets in, but I've done hundreds. I know things such as conversations they had, or their families, and predictions of the future. I don't predict their addresses as we have a computer, but often get a vision where they live. I see a house. I see a street. I can see a front door. I'm gifted. I get pictures in my mind, like you do when you're daydreaming. But these are the people that I'm talking to. I get to know things about them, such as conversations they've had, or just about their families, but also get predictions about their future. One time, a lad got in the front with his girlfriend, and she got in the back, I was chatting to them, telling them I was a medium. And then I said to the girl, have you told him yet? She said, told him what? I said, that you're pregnant. Oh, God. She was stunned. She'd just found out that morning was going to tell him over dinner that night. Then I said to the lad, are you going to take the job? The one Andy texted you about. He was just as shocked as his girlfriend. On his phone was a text from a lad called Andy about a job. The vast majority of people are positive about it. There are some cynics out there who don't believe, but I can understand that. Tony of Middlesbrough does shows as the psychic cabbie. He reckons his gifts shared with youngest son, Ryan, 19, are from his gypsy roots. <laughs> there you really? go. Unbelievable. Psychic ride or nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. They've got nowhere to hide. They get in the cab. You've got them. You've cornered them. Captive audience. I know Ugh. a psychic that used to cut hair. You'd sit down. You're getting your hair cut. You've got nowhere to go. You're captive audience. You can't go anywhere, can you? No. If you wish to see Cabby, 
Tony, who gives psychic readings to his passengers. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? Twelve camels were disqualified from a beauty contest after judges got the hump over them using Botox. Botox. Even camels want to look pretty. Mm -hmm. She was asking for it. Look at the way she was looking at me. There. The camels were given jabs to make their pouts look more alluring for the annual event in Saudi Arabia. Other measures of camel beauty are delicate ears and fulsome snouts. Wow. Do you think they put makeup on? No. Do you think they used camel rouge? <laughs> camel see what, toe. See what I did. Wow. Everyone thought it. Michelle Curry said it. You're welcome. There are rules against using drugs in the lips and shaving body parts. Shaving body parts. Mm-hmm. What, what the camels are hairy all over. How does one shave a camel? That's a slippery beast right there. Eesh. They stink as well. There's nothing they nice spit. about a cat. They spit. They smell. I think, and I'm happy to stand corrected in his orthopedic shoes, that syphilis was a disease that was caught from camels. I'm sure. What? In the same way, you know, AIDS came from monkeys. You're making it. I'm up not. Again. I'm sure I read that somewhere. I'm sure someone. We have very intelligent. Not listeners. the onion is not news. The onion is not news. It's funny. But it's, funny. it's not news. I didn't know of the onion when I arrived in this country many years ago. I looked at the newsstand and it said the Queen pregnant, shock for Prince Philip. And I'm thinking, well, that's impressive. She's like mid 80s, right? Right. Couldn't believe it. I didn't know such things. So you learn as you go along. Cultural differences. Mm-hmm. The 12 camels were banned after a vet who gave them Botox at his clinic was caught performing plastic surgery on them. Why? It's very odd. <laughs> I still wouldn't want to wax a camel. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> That's a day job, that mm, is. And a night job. Ali al Muzareh, the son of Emirates camel breeder, said they use Botox for the lips, the nose, and even the jaw. It makes the head more inflated. The month-long King Abu Aziz Camel Festival at the, the capital... Ad- the Admiral Akbar Camel Festival. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. a trap. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> Why am I here? This show cannot go by without a Star Wars reference. Excellent. Oh, at the capital, Riyadh is the biggest in the Gulf, involving some 30,000 camels. That's a lot of camel. And 600,000 visitors. But the event has been mired in scandal after the lure of a 22.6 million pound in prize cash tempted cheats. I'm surprised ESPN3 isn't covering this as a sports event. You would event. think. I just thought I'd share that with you. I'd watch it. I'd watch it too. I want to see where they shave them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm you, curious. Did you just say that live on air? Unbelievable. Probably. My humps. My humps. My lovely camel lumps. <laughs> I've, I've had up close and personal contact with camels in North Africa. They're disgusting animals. Can you milk them? You can, yes. Yeah, camel milk is very good. Mm. Yeah, it's it's got lots of nutrients and vitamins in it. Mm. You can actually get restaurants in the United Arab Emirates that serve nothing but camel milk products. You can get camel milk ice cream, mm. camel milk tea. <laughs> I'm out. There's nothing left, is there? Yogurt, I'm guessing, or cheese perhaps. Not good news. I'm sure it smells exactly like the camel enclosure at the zoo. You wouldn't want to go there, would you? Disgusting. No. Don't like camels. Sorry. Nothing against them. Smelly animals. Ships of the desert. 
Our final round of tonight is the round that is not for your mother, which means you have now found us on our platforms. If you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or many others, thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate your support. It also means you're tech savvy, so you should be able to turn the television on and off and manage to record all your shows very well. So thank you for that. This is the round we can't read out on air for fear of being removed. It contains filth. Naughtiness, oh, so bad. Mm. all the kinds of things you wouldn't want your mother to listen to. If there's no. any minors in the room, they need to be removed. You can do me a favour as well, actually. Why not post on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media, the link to the very show that you're listening to at the moment. And why not press the little orange love heart to show us how much you appreciate what we do. We start with the first story of the night. Vaginal lightning. It's a craze that promises to tighten, clean, and whiten your lady bits for a mere $1,000. It's sweeping the Philippines after men went wild for penis whitening as well. Gross. In many ways, that's the opposite of what most people want. The pigment-blasting laser treatment dubbed angel whitening. (laughs) It's not a fallen angel by any chance. Is being offered at Belo Medical Group Clinics run by celebrity cosmetic surgeon Vicky Bello. But it doesn't come cheap. Women can expect to pay a whopping $1,000 to turn their private parts ghostly white. Why do I want a white one? Why would you like a white one? Yeah. What are you starting with? Looks like a powdered donut. Looks like a powdered <laughs> <laughs> what a visual picture a powdered donut donuts mm, chalky with a hole in the middle I understand no. that <laughs> let's blow the icing sugar off it shall we <laughs> do, do what you want what are those ones I like Jack what are they called we have <laughs> what donuts? What donuts do I like, Obi? I can't remember what you call them. We don't have many donuts. Long John? Long Johns, that's it. I'll take a Long John. You can put your Long John in my powder <laughs> donut. <laughs> Keep going, make it up. Do you want jelly in your one? This one's filled with custard. Oh, no, no. I did warn people. I warned people three minutes ago what this would be like. You can't say you haven't been warned. But apparently, people want a nice white one now, apparently. That looks anemic. And a white wiener? A white wiener, too. Like Dutch asparagus. Yes, Dutch asparagus. Ooh, there is white asparagus, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay cooks with it. Yeah. Dear. Only licensed practitioners are allowed to perform this treatment, which takes around 30 minutes doing your lunch hour, according to local media reports. Does it hurt? Well, a, a lot. A laser is involved. <laughs> laser? <laughs> laser. <laughs> and it's not the only treatment for vaginas offered at Vicky's Clinic. You oh, could go excellent. In, you could get more. There's a shopping list, apparently. Oh, brilliant. A tightening procedure called Femilift has been available for women who want to feel. Like virgins again. There you go. Who wants to feel like that again? Do you remember being 13? (gasps) She told TV5 before the fads were facelifts. Then came armpit whitening. Now we're seeing women caring about how things look and feel even lower. My mother's had so many facelifts. She's got a beard. 
Mm, my drawer doesn't care. Laser bleaching <laughs> of private areas is carried out by using a type of laser, which damages or kills the cells that produce melanin, the pigment that gives skin its color. Sounds healthy. Once you've had white, you can see it all night. The wow. latest craze comes after reports about a Thai clinic offered penis whitening procedure went viral across the world. Like toothpaste, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see a little white mushroom. A little white mushroom. You'll be able to see it in the dark. No. Now you see it, now no. you don't. No. You could have like, like a lightsaber. You'd have a fight with it, couldn't you? See what Obi-Wan has taught you well. There we go. Earlier this month, the Lelux Hospital in Bangkok said the trend was sweeping the country and claimed more than 100 men a month visit the clinic for the procedure. It is true. The older you get, the darker your willy is. I will say that. A man relaxes on the couch while undergoing a penis whitening procedure at the Bangkok branch of the Lelux Hospital. Obviously... The key word there is relax. The last thing I want to see is a pallid, flaccid penis. The last thing I want is relaxing on a couch or someone takes a laser to my carrot and onions. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is so messed up. The whitening service for men costs is cheaper. Let's of course. Half off. Half off. Perhaps just do half. <laughs> Which half? Well, I was oh. thinking lengthways. <laughs> Don't worry about the bottom. Just do the top. Just see what I'm saying. It's, if you're interested, $700 for men. It's about $300 cheaper, apparently. Oh, you got a crowdfunding site for that, don't you? What, for mm. whitening? Your bollocks. My carrot and onions. Go fund me. But mm. television reports about the much hype procedure, a laser treatment of the groin, left the public concerned. Mm. White willy, or oh, don't be so silly. You choose for yourself. Go to our Facebook site. Now, if it's pallid, won't it look dead? Dead, yeah. Give it the kiss of life. See if you can bring it back. Be like a sea anemone, like a sea cucumber swaying in the Ugh. in the waves in the sea. Anemic. Yeah. Who wants to touch it? It's dead flesh. It's zombie flesh. Zombie willy disease. Yes. Creeping flesh. Gross. You have to put some blush on it just blush. to have a woman touch it. A little blush on the head. Mm. It's when it slowly walks towards you in the shopping mall with its hands on out your you. pelmet. Oh my pelmet. Yeah. I didn't know you were a doctor. You're using all the technical terms here, aren't you? Scroat. Yeah. yeah. Gooch. <laughs> wow. Put some blush on your gooch. gooch. My mother listens to this show. I just thought I'd bring this up. I started She's going to have to Google those words. I don't think she will. <laughs> Five years ago, I started this show. I thought I want a cerebral intellectual quiz show about the week's news of the paranormal and strange. You're the one that did the story. I didn't Not expect us. you to bring my mother up halfway through it. I didn't bring your mother up. I brought oh, your gooch you up. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not bleaching anything. There's no crowdfunding site. I don't oh, want to Oh, you can one. bleach your butthole, too. I yeah. Know you can. Have yes. a matching set. Crack and sack. Ooh. Now, that's my solicitors. I you could to have the, the donut and the long john. Donut and long john. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, we should start doing that. Oh, I don't want to see that. In the van. In the van. In the van. You're going to pull up in a van with a <laughs> bottle of bleach and on the side it's Long John's and Donuts. 30 minutes in your lunch hour. What mm, could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Can we move on? Is it possible to progress from this? Yeah, bend over. Miss Morris, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round? Not for your mother. An Allentown man accused of throwing his semen 
on unsuspecting women throughout the Lehigh Valley was sentenced in Lehigh County Court on Wednesday to three to six years in state prison. Well, we're living here in Allentown and we're throwing all our semen around and it's getting very Very hard to stay. Sticky! Sticky! Everybody's got a pretty good shot of getting as far as their old man got. He did four foot three inches. It was very impressive. And he had the wind behind him. Michael K. Oh, no. Tell me. Morris. No relation. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Michael K. Morris. Yes. What's your a... full name? Heather K. Morris. K. Morris. <laughs> it could be my dad. Aww. He's only 59. It probably is my dad. I don't think he could shoot it that far, can he? I don't know. He might. He's had I a could couple be a of product. You could. Oh, wow. no. So his name Can is of worms, Michael K. Morris. Yes. And your name's Heather K. Morris. Yeah. Okay. I'm not shooting anything no. on other people. I no. understand that. I'm just letting you know. Probably keep, don't even want to. No, keep mm. everything to yourself would yes. be my advice. I keep everything in the fridge. Good. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's saving herself for the right man. <laughs> what did uh, you give me? Uh, well, anyway... <laughs> He also has to register as a sex offender besides his three to six years. That's nasty. Frankly, his this sentence is long overdue, said Judge Robert Steinberg. This is so bizarre and so perverted. Morris apologized and said he could not explain his behavior, which he's been arrested for repeatedly since 1983. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Exhibitionist. Mm. I can only speculate that the first woman was a representation of someone who represented a negative authority figure. Morris's offense was not considered a sex crime until 2006, when a law wow. specifically addressing unwanted contact with seminal fluid was put on the books. Do you believe that? I yes. bet it was put on the books because of him. him. It was put on the books. The Morris Law. It was put on <laughs> the, the books. books. Wow. What's wrong with the two of you? You've been on you the like salt. This? Oh, you've been oh. drinking. Okay, I understand. Yes, I can see that's a book. I only had a half a bag of wine. Nice. Half a bag of wine. Yes, but your half was at the bottom. <laughs> yes. Nothing says class, does it, than a bag of wine. Right on. Murphy said Morris's crime caused the victims much anguish. This is Murphy's Law. And at least one woman remains afraid to use public transportation for getting spume on herself. Mind the gap, stand clear of the doors. She's been, oh, I should say, he's been doing this for decades. She had to go to the dry cleaners. I can only imagine countless victims, she said. Siemens a very persistent stain. And sticky. Nice. Yeah. That's bad news. And Aki. He's got the same name as you. Shut up. I think he's going to come into some very sharp contact with some bodily fluids very quickly. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. Miss Corey, what have you got for me tonight in the round? Not for your mother. I got one for the dudes. Being good in bed is a lot simpler than you think, and it has nothing to do with penis size. Yes, it does. Mm, it's in- enthusiasm. It's not the size of your now, it's the size of your hammer. Oh, it's not the size of your boat. It's the motion of the ocean. Okay. 
touched a raw nerve there with Morris. <laughs> In fact, you might want to keep a close eye on how strong your handshake is, because it could reveal a lot about your performance in the sack. Nathan's is limp and sweaty. So let's share that with wow. you. How do you know? He's not here. Oh. Yeah. According to a new study. Because I've shaken his hand. <laughs> well, yours is soft and short. Oh, what? <laughs> I like a nice, firm, long handshake, personally. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me get some hand sanitizer. Yes. According to a new study by Chonam National University in South Korea, when it comes down to penis function, the stronger the handshake, the better you are in the bedroom. I don't believe it. Mm. Let me shake you warmly by the facts. throat. He has the facts. Read the facts, mm-hmm. Michelle Corey. Okay. This is because researchers found that every five kilogram increase in hand grip strength will relate to an 18% decrease in the likelihood of erectile dysfunction. Wow. Yeah. Another reason. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why they have a firm handshake. I get it now. They're making up for inadequacies in other areas. No, the firmer your handshake, the more powerful your wiener. I know. Or maybe the longer it lasts. Yes, exactly. You know. (laughs) It's no good doing motions. We're on the radio. I'm looking at cow. (laughs) Two cows. (laughs) What kind of shenanigans are you getting up to? I don't know. Oh, don't you remember the guy with two willies? I saw that poor... Yes. He married a plug socket, apparently. True Man enough. with two willies? Yeah, he really did have two willies. That's true. And he did meet a woman with who two, had vaginas? two vaginas. And they got together and they got married. It's like there's somebody for everybody. A you lid must have, for every part. Have you not seen the film um, Seven Brides for a Man with Seven Willies? <laughs> oh my God. I love oh. this show. I love this show. Another reason was because of the declining testosterone, which affects both over strength and penis performance. Want to improve your sex life? These simple ideas and techniques could help you both and your lover enjoy better sex. Think beyond the thrust. On average, men thrust for about three to seven minutes before it's game over. Wow, twice. That long? Unbelievable, twice. Right? Six to seven minutes. Three. Three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Barely worth getting the hotel room. However, research research shows that this isn't enough time to arouse most women. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, shocker. Stretch out your performance. Stretch it out. (laughs) With clever positioning. I thought you meant with clay. Stretch your positioning with clay. Yeah, like a rubber balloon. <laughs> She's made a balloon model out of it. Look. I see that. It's like a dolphin. Mm. Unbelievable. I'm not understanding this. If you have a strong handshake, you're better in bed or worse in bed? Better. Better. Okay. Yes. So that would mean, in my eyes, that they're using their hands to jerk off a lot. Therefore... There is no erectile dysfunction. but You're if not choking you, a rabbit. You're supposed to, you know, you're not fucking... It's not a fucking <laughs> No, workout. but you're using, <laughs> you're using it like a gripper. <laughs> a gripper, A yeah. gripper? Yeah. <laughs> your wiener. 
Yeah, you know those gripper machines? <laughs> what, the <laughs> Those clampers. It's not a claw. <laughs> no, the gripper. The gripper. The thing that the springs and yes. it has two handles on it. And you go like this at the gym. The it's tension. a gripper. Like Jack the Gripper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you use your weenus for a gripper like this. <laughs> the fucking balloon modeling over there with it. Look, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Cheeseburger with sesame seeds. That's right. The cheeseburglar. The, the puppetry of the penis. Winston Churchill looking pensive. <laughs> Look at my list. Last turkey in the butchers. <laughs> Lovely. How is it? You're going to have to blow on it to make that noise, like blowing a bottle. <laughs> that actually hurts. Oh, dear. Go like this, it'll help. Oh, no, put it away. <laughs> put away your a gripper. Put your gripper away. Yes. Right now. I never have any trouble undoing pickled onion jars. I just like to share that. Any jars, I'm good to go. I can get every <laughs> you little. wrap your willy around it like yeah. a can opener. <laughs> there you go. I can change tires with it as well. Ooh. Authors of the study said the principal finding of the present study was that men with lower hand grip strength had a higher risk of moderate to severe erectile dysfunction. Also, our study demonstrated that erectile dysfunction was significantly associated with age, hemoglobin, self-related health, and physical activity in aging men. The research charted 1,771 men over the age of 50 and gauged the strength of their grip. Measurements of their erectile capabilities range from mild, mild to moderate, severe, to non-existent. Could you reverse engineer the process and go to the gym, improve your grip, and suddenly everything's working for you below the waist? See what I'm saying? Get it? It's an experiment we'll have to try. When Nathan comes in again next week... We'll make him do it. We'll do it. I but don't you want have to see him do no, any of that. Adrian has to measure it. What? How did that happen? Because you thought of it. Fetch me a micrometer. I'll do the best I can. Okay. Yeah. I've got a story now. Is it sad? Barney the dinosaur actor, David Joyner, reveals his saucy side because he's now got a job as a tantric sex expert. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Apparently. David Joyner, who spent 10 years inside the lovable Tyrannosaurus Rex, he still writes apparently, has now become a spiritual healer after hanging up the dinosaur suit. Guess when he hung? Barney's dinosaur suit up. Just have a guess. Make yourself feel old. 2007. There's not been David Joyner in a Barney the dinosaur suit since when? I don't know. 2002. 2001. 17. Thank God I wanted him to die. Nice. (laughs) Today, his tantric massage practice boasts 30 clients dubbed goddesses, and he unblocks the energy of two to four women in a normal working week. Come here, sweetheart. Hi, boys and girls. I'm going to unblock your energy. (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh-uh. No. No, And makes everything large and purple, apparently. Ooh. 
This job is a far cry from his time on the hit TV show famed for the song I Love You, You Love Me. Oh, I see. He now offers far more than just a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Oh, God. And he's practicing Los Angeles, California. Gross. A full session with Joyner lasts three to four hours and will set goddesses back a mere $400. Nope. For that, they receive a ritual bath. Chakra balancing. Nope. And a massage as well. Nope. As a guaranteed orgasm. What? Money well spent. By a dinosaur? When the penis and the vagina meet, there's a certain energy that takes place that hands on the body alone. Who's providing the penis? Cannot create. I didn't get that far in the story. Oh. (laughs) I'm guessing Barney. He says, when you go down on a woman orally... It should be just like you're saying grace. Like, bless the food you're about to receive. You're supposed to say grace as you're doing it? Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I can't believe. I cannot believe you just did that. I swear I've seen it all. Oh, my word. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thank you for the grace. I love muscles. <laughs> and goggles. Alive, alive, alive. Purple dinosaur or its feeling sore. You decide. If you wish to go to our Facebook site, That's you can disgusting. see that story in full. Purple dinosaur glory. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round of Not For Your Mother. Oh, oh. What'd your dad get you for your 12th birthday? My dad's got me nothing. Ever? I think. Hang on. I could probably tell yeah, you. Yeah, come on. I think my dad probably got me an England soccer shirt. For your 12th birthday. Yes, I'm going with an England soccer kit, yeah. Yeah, what did he get for your 13th birthday? 13th birthday, probably a computer maybe or something like that, I'm guessing. I didn't get, my parents really didn't do birthdays, to be honest. There wouldn't have been that much. I I tell you what I got. I probably got taken to see West Ham play a soccer match. And you got a curry. Tickets, yeah, I did get a curry. Yeah, (laughs) they'd ask me what I want to eat. I'd say, let's go out for a curry. Or my mum would make me a trifle. Yeah, I think I probably went to see West Ham. In fact, I guarantee I saw West Ham v Liverpool in a soccer match. On your 12th or 13th birthday? Yes, my dad bought me tickets and and I got an England shirt. Oh, yeah. Well, disturbing footage has emerged of a boy dancing with strippers hired by his dad for his 12th birthday. Oh, my word. Yes. Classy. Nice. Yes. What could possibly go wrong? The clip was posted on YouTube where the description claimed it was his birthday party and the boy's father, a millionaire, had arranged the surprise. Can you believe it? I think you've got the rest of the story to go yet, but I think the women, even though they were paid to do that, may get done for underage sex crimes at that point. I'm just saying. Am I? I don't know. But in the video, the boy is topless. Nice. And is at one point surrounded by two scantily clad women. One of these strippers can be seen placing his hands on the other's breasts. In another part of the clip, a woman dressed only in black lingerie encourages the boy to dance with her while a man believed to be his father looks on. I got an English soccer shirt. I can't believe it. (laughs) I don't. I'm going to be suing my parents. Your parents were terrible. Terrible. I got a curry in an England soccer shirt. <laughs> it is not known where the party took place. According to Estrella TV, at the Spanish-speaking TV channel in the U.S., 
the father hoped to turn his son into a man by hiring the strippers. Oh, boy. What if his... I wonder... And I'm just speculating. If the kid was playing with dolls and dressing in women's clothes. I, I wonder if he may have seen his son have some tendencies. And Possible. so he thought that, well, I'll get him a stripper. We'll turn him the right way or oh, something. that makes me mad. There's nothing like true. educating your 12 and 13-year-old son to say this is how you should treat women for the rest exactly. of your life. Monkey that's, see, monkey do. That's right? terrible, isn't it? Well... Um, well, the kid probably never got a choice either. I'm no, I don't no, think I, he did. Well, think, if your dad buys that for you, who knows what else he's doing? I think if I was twelve and my dad had brought me two strippers, I'd have been so embarrassed and so kind of introverted. Yeah, I would have not participated. I couldn't have done anything. I couldn't have been there. I don't think. I'd have run away crying, probably. That's not the, you know, and I'm not, I'm going to say this. If you're 16 or 17, I guess I could kind of see your dad maybe doing that. I'm sure there's people in Nevada and Arizona that are taking their 16-year-old sons to cat houses on their birthday. I guarantee it. Certainly. But 12, that's That's just a little bit wrong I was still playing with Lego and Millennium Falcons at the age of 12. I just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, well, I know. Right. Lots of boys are. They're out on I mean, skateboards like, or riding bikes. They can't even... kids. That's right. They don't need to be thrust into this type of... I, I think this was more of a dad fantasy if you... I do want to say that it's my birthday in April. Can I just bring that up? Oh. Thank you. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm getting you a donut. Fantastic. Mm. And, and an a <laughs> long john. Great. And a bottle of bleach and yep. a, an empty... Soda carton and with a, a gripper with a roofie in it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> with a roofie in it. <laughs> well, the boy actually appears to be uncomfortable a lot in the video, mm. and that's to be expected. It was condemned by commenters, with some pointing out how different the situation would be if it was actually a twelve-year-old girl, right, surrounded by male strippers. But not only that, he's filmed it. And then he's put it on social media. It's ridiculous. Because he's proud of how, what he did for his son. I think it's terrible. If you've got a lot of money, you can get away with anything. Yeah, it's it's true. Don't you think that's almost a little bit, um, I don't want to say child endangerment. Oh, yeah, it is. I'd go that far. Would you? I also worry the women at any point could have actually stepped back and said that's inappropriate. Right. Do you see what I mean? So I think... There's some blame to be had on that side as oh, well. Oh, God, they yes. Could have Absolutely. Said, We're not doing that. That's not going to happen. Well, but you could almost guarantee those strippers, well, Need sorry. the money. Well, not only did they need the money, but they probably had children of their own. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's... Mm-mm. Birthdays in April. Just saying. But th- what about it? A donut. We got it. I have to go. a donut for my birthday, am I? Might get you a half dozen. Wow. More than I got last year then. Hurrah. (laughs) I'm winning at life, apparently. Oh. We'll think of something good. Mm -hmm. You've got too much to think about it. Well, I can order it from China by now and it'll get Chinese donuts. The bleach. Mm. Yeah. The strong stuff. I like the color of my (laughs) willy. I mean, I'm not going to put it up against a Menard's paint chart and say, look, (laughs) mahogany sunset or anything like that. 
walnut blossom, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get your monkey nuts. Monkey oh. nuts as well. Wow, I'm blessed. So yeah. many food stuffs. Good times. Possibly go wrong. It can go along with that cane that I got you one year for Christmas. Yes, you bought me a walking stick. Thank you. <laughs> but not only was it a walking stick, but it was made from a dried bull's penis, which I believe, oh. correct me if I'm wrong, and here's a great word, is a pizzle. Yep. I got pizzle. you a pizzle. She's got me a pizzle. You yeah. love that, Kane. Yes, I go everywhere with it. <laughs> and if I'm feeling packaged in the car. <laughs> Do you want to see my pizzle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> I'm going to hit Look, you with my pizzle. It's stiff. <gasps> That's a great word, isn't it? Pizzle. Pizzle. You can use it in the context of uh, we were so well beaten, we were pizzled, we got beaten. You know, like, like, Minnesota, like Minnesota last Shafted. week were really pizzled by Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, put it in a sentence. If you brought it into the studio, you could poke people with your <gasps> pizzle. No! I will do that for next <laughs> we'll week. And we'll get photographs and post it you on our Facebook site. You should bells on the end of the one. We'll create a Facebook site called Adrian's Pizzle. <gasps> That's yeah. awesome. For shizzle. Everything's looking up. I was disappointed about this week. Now I've got things to look forward to. Yes. I have an optimistic outlook in life. Good. Oh. I'm walking on sunshine. Yay. Perfect. Well, all good things come to an end. Sad times, right? Yeah. So let's look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. I'm sorry to say, Michelle. <gasps> what? You never got oh. beyond five points. Wow. I don't know what to say. I know it's rough trots all mm. round, isn't it? Yeah. I'm finishing second on six. Heather Morris is our resplendent first place winner. Yay. She takes home the $33,000 IR camera and a plastic bottle of soda with a genie in it and two mm. camels. She scored seven and a half points, would you believe? Very nice. Hedonistic times. Mm. You've never known such heights, mm -mm. have you? Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world. Of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee where you can message us and we will read those messages out in the mailbag. We love listening to your messages of support and your letters. You can find me on Twitter at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and we are now going to stay in the studio and do an extra 20 minutes for you in a round called Not For Your Mother that you can't hear on Dark Matter Digital Network. But if you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio and everything is there for you. And remember, if you enjoyed tonight's show and you had some laughs and you're kicking back, enjoying tales of sweet camel love and genies in bottles, then you can go to our Patreon site, patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio and we would love to receive your donations. Remember, if you give freely... You receive freely. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at IntParanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Interesting.